0: Everybody. Welcome to the Faith Church Thursday podcast. This is Robbie, and today I am here with Jeff. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Jeff? I am wonderful. It has been a novel
1: day. It has been. There have been there have been multiple abnormalities. Very exciting and this... not actually bad abnormalities, but that could sound like something horrible happened. But you know how it is right now? Every day feels like the same thing and so for me i wake up in the morning and often don't know what day it is right and it's helpful to have novel experiences so that you can actually tell the next day yep it's actually today's thursday like i keep taking my garbage out on wednesday night instead of thursday night that's how bad it is for me so (laughs) So, and then i realize the next day you're trapped on groundhog day is that what you're saying yes every you wake up every morning and it's essentially the same day yes without bill murray though so it's not as funny, which would make it way more amusing. <laughs> yes. So today <laughs> was a great morning stories for another time, another place. But yes, I am well. How are you? Good. I, I am also well. I, I
0: missed out on the hijinks this morning, but uh, but enjoyed hearing what was going on. Uh, and I'm excited about what we have to talk about today. Me too. So we coming out of Sunday's message, Jay uh, Jay did a great job unpacking uh how to pray through command passages um like like James chapter 1 and and part of that which we didn't really get to talk about in the Tuesday because we talked really more about um about the prayer aspect and and the obedience aspect um what we want to talk about today is kind of part 2 of that discussion and 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 talk about how he wrapped up the message by by dressing, um, praying through and then walking in obedience to James' command to, to care for orphans and widows. So we're going to share some things today uh, about what that looks like, how we can actively pursue that and walk in obedience to that command. That sounds wonderful. It's like practical, Robbie. Which is pretty awesome. I like yes, practical. I do too. I'm not very good at practical, but I really like practical. I wish I was better. Wow. Practical. I get trapped up in the clouds most of the time. And someone, usually my wife, needs to grab my ankle and bring me back down to earth and remind me that yes. to get
1: back into the practical. I so, think there's probably all of us have you know, areas where we're very practical, like keeping the gas tank full on our car, hmm. and then other areas that were impractical. And it's helpful to be on a team where we have different areas. Like those areas don't overlap very much. That is true. So this is an area where I'm super pumped and I've put some energy into since we've got here um, and serving as a pastor. So I'm glad we get to talk about it today. This is definitely your wheelhouse. This is where Jeff
0: has his moment to shine, where where he helps us take all of our hairbrained ideas and make them actually workable. Which I love to do. So uh why don't you start us off then? Since yeah. this is this is your jam. So you you start us off. What what are some of the things that you would want to share about how, how we can actively walk in obedience to that to that command in James?
1: Well, the first thing is this is going to sound very obvious and maybe too obvious, but start where you are. Hmm. Start where you are when it comes to serving others, when it comes to loving others. Now, if we believe that God Um, Knows what he's doing, and we do, and that he is our shepherd, and that he puts us like we're not living in the neighborhood we're in or the house we're in by chance, Hmm. right? So he has had a hand in all of that, including making us who we are. Then we can also trust that the same is for our neighbors and our coworkers, and all the things that, you know, people that we see every day. Like when I bike into church, I often see this woman uh, who lives in these apartments down the street every day. When I when I bike in, and I'm looking forward to get to know her better. Yesterday, I got to ring my bell, uh, so she's like a retirement aged, and she's around, and uh, she's just in my, I guess, sphere. And we all have that people who are very natural and normal connections in our life. And I would say for all of us as followers of Jesus, the first call we have is to. Love and care for those people, the people that are right next to us um, or that we work near. And unfortunately, I I know if you're like me, that is actually easier to talk about than it is to do practically. Yes. Because it can often be like, what would I even do if I wanted to do that? Um, If I wanted to start taking care of practical needs of those around me. So two, two phrases, these are pithy and maybe corny. Um, but the first one is if if we want to build those relationships, we have to serve and we have to be served. And it's mm-hmm. counterintuitive that to ask someone to serve you would lead to you, to you getting to serve them. But in my experience, that actually is true. Some of my best friends have been neighbors who I have said, "I need help with this." Like for example, I I had a ping pong table I bought in my early mid twenties and i had no vehicle to get it home and we were newer to, to our neighborhood and i saw that my neighbor worked for like an audio company audio installation and he had a big van so one day instead of just doing the normal nod while we're shoveling snow or hello over mowing our lawns i said i saw you have a big van do you think you'd be able to help me pick up a ping pong table hmm. i know it's kind uh. of weird what do you think and he was so excited and that interaction of asking him to actually serve me led to a relationship right on. and a friendship where yeah. I could see how to serve him. Mm-hmm. So that's one of them, serve and then be served. And the other one is you just have to be observant to be a servant, be observant to be a did servant. You, did you mean to rhyme there? Uh, no, was, and I didn't make that great. up. But yes, so. it, it just really gets in your head. If I could rap, I would rap it. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
0: I bet you thought I was gonna say that, Robin. That's for
1: another that's for another podcast. <laughs> but it's that's simple. for the album. That's for the Faith Church album. Soon to be released. <laughs> not really. Uh yeah, so it's just watching and trying to be observant and then I say asking God, God, how can I serve my neighbors? How can I serve my coworkers? Because I think that the probably the normal service that all of us are going to do is probably not large catastrophic events. Hmm. We right. might imagine that right. that is the way, but but normally that's not going to be the way. It's just the mundane things that people need help with, generally.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Our uh, that's such a great point. Our our neighborhood in Texas um, was was largely destroyed by a tornado. So when that happens, when a natural disaster destroys your entire neighborhood. That's a time for you to serve, yes. right? That's kind of an obvious. I should probably step up and serve my neighbors during this massive catastrophe. Um, but the vast majority of us will live our entire life having never experienced a major national a natural disaster that destroys your whole neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. uh, so clearly the the response can't be, well, when it does, when the earthquake hits, I'll be ready. Yes. But until that, then I'm off the hook. It's, it's figuring out what, what are those daily things that are so easy to just, as I'm waving to my neighbor across the driveway and, and heading out for my day, like what, what am I missing in there? And what are the ways that I can be serving them right now that it, that, that might be easy to miss.
1: Yeah. And, and part of that is if you already are serving in mundane ways, I'd imagine then when a catastrophe hits. It's just so much more natural and right. you, you have relationship because frankly, that is the way we serve a lot of people. It's actually just to be a, a friend and to be someone in That's relationship because right. that is a huge need that people have all around us. That's right. So I, I, yeah, I love how thoughts. you
0: started that by, by that reminder that that it's God who places us in that neighborhood. That's not a surprise. No. We're there. And I think it's really important. It's a good reminder That God also put your neighbor there. Yes. Right. So on what it's it's you know step one is remembering God placed you there, but also your neighbor is not there by chance or mistake either. Even if if not especially if they do not follow Jesus, like they don't have to be a follower of Jesus for God to have orchestrated the details of their life so that they would be in that place in relationship with you. And I was reminded of Acts 17. Where it says, and he made um, from one man every nation and mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the word of God says, God determines not just when you're going to be born, but He essentially orchestrates where you will end up living. And the reason, verse twenty-seven, so that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him. That is such. I love how that's.
1: It's an amazing. Fridge. Is
0: that such a great picture? Yes. He determined that he put your neighbor in your neighborhood so that they would they would seek God, even if they don't even know that they're seeking God. They're just kind of feeling for something, and and uh, and find Him. And and will that be because of the relationship that
1: I develop with them. How will God use that? And yeah. And the truth is he is working in those neighbors' lives long before we show up, right? Right. Like he knit them together in their mother's womb right? and knew all the days that they were going to live. And and it's just amazing to me when you walk into a new relationship with that assumption, God is already here. He is already at work. He knows this person and their needs already. I, I think it changes the dynamic Um, for me as a follower of Jesus.
0: Uh, I think that's so good. That's so good. Okay. So if I'm listening to this and, and, and I'm thinking there's a couple different contexts where, where I'm going, but, but, but I don't, but now what, right? So maybe, maybe it's because I've been doing that for a really long time and and I have these rhythms and I go, I feel like I have exhausted all my relationships. My, our social network is only so large. And I just, I, I feel like I have served, you know effectively all that I can, but I want to do more. How do I engage? Or maybe you're the person listening to this saying, look, Jeff, I live in Porterfield and my next neighbor is 22 miles away. Like I don't, (laughs) what is a neighbor, right? Like how do I, but I want to serve. I want to be invested in this way. What do you say to that person who calls up and says, I I just, I feel like I want to be engaged more and, and I want to help in, I want to be willing to jump when when there is a need,
1: yeah, that's great. Like and especially a catastrophic need, especially like ca- the one yes, you suggested. Big ones. Um, that example. I, well, the first thing that comes to my mind. Thanks for this setup, Robbie. Is something we've I been talking. We've been using the phrase um, from the pulpit. At least I'm in. Hmm. So some of you have um, basically you've said I'm in, and uh, we've actually come to start naming that the people that are serving on the like kind of leadership team for I'm in. We've been calling that acts. A-C-T-S, because why not have another name? But I think ACTS, <laughs> uh, when you just say I'm in, it doesn't necessarily describe what your I'm in for. Like, what are you in for, right? Mm-hmm. So ACTS is actually an acronym too that, that someone on the team came up with, but it's all called to serve. And just the word itself, ACTS is all about actions, right? It's this outward movement, practical service. So the idea behind ACTS or I'm in for Faith Church is that We want to be a people who not only serve individually, right where we are, but also as a family serving needs that come up in our community together. So this is where we link arms with each other and we go after something. And we've done that a few times. And Jay mentioned them, um, like over the last couple of months, we've done that. Jay mentioned them in the sermon, providing um, household things for people that needed them. And some people were delivering groceries for people in need, partnering with the YMCA. So the idea with acts is that something happens and it doesn't have to be a tornado. It can be like the example Jay gave in a sermon, which I love, is like, hey, my neighbor's basement just flooded and I'm helping him. But I, if we had like 10 more people helping, this right. job would be knocked out in two hours. Yeah. So we send an email to people who are interested and people can volunteer and commit to come help serve this neighbor. And that has a dual purpose. It's not just about efficiency because we're actually not trying to be efficient. We're trying to be relational. Hmm. And so if that were my neighbor, for example, and 10 friends, family from faith came to serve this person, I think it shows who God is yeah, what in a, a very witness. powerful way, right? What a great witness. Yeah, so that's Acts or I'm in. So if you are already on that list, then you there's nothing more you need to do to be involved in that. As we okay. hear about needs, we will let you know what they are. If you haven't gotten on that list, you can send us an email at church or call the church office and tell Leslie that you want to be on that list. You can just say, I'm in. And she will get you on that and we will communicate that out. If you want to give more time to that besides waiting for the next need, we do have need for a few more volunteers who help with coordinating the needs because when a need comes up, It's never quite as simple or straightforward as it sounds at first. So there's some research that goes into it and communicating that out. And we could use a few more people for that as well. But yeah, the great thing about that is we're mobilizing together. The not so great thing about that is not regular. So it's not like every Tuesday at whatever time we do something. It's sporadic and ad hoc. And so... That probably won't be enough for most of us to be our outlet for service in the community. But I think it, it can be a really great thing as we increasingly mobilize together to right. serve.
0: What just popped in my head is it, it feels a little like volunteer fire, firefighters, right? Mm-hmm. Where that that's not your full-time job. You are not. You can't just sit around mm-hmm. all day waiting for that to happen. But But you're signing up for something saying, when there is this emergency, I'm... I'll drop what I'm doing and go and go meet that need. Um it's it's essentially that, right? It's it not is. it's not going to be a weekly thing. Um by God's grace there will not be weekly emergencies that we're that we're dealing with. But it's it's saying I'm willing to be on call and and whenever possible, I'm I'll, I'll jump in to be that person to say I'll bring the bucket. I'll give them a ride. Yes. I'll I'll get those groceries um and 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 if enough of us are a part of that, then there's always going to be someone available to do that, but that's only going to happen if, if, if we're all, if, if we all take responsibility and say, well, then I need to participate in
1: that as well. Yes. That's a great analogy, actually. That's well, a really you. great one. Thank you for that. Because it's true. It, it's, it's unpredictable, I guess mm-hmm. we might get like yeah. five needs all at once. We just don't know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the point is trying to do it together though. And that's a beautiful thing when we serve together in this community to be people of God, right? To love our neighbors as we love ourselves that's and right. to love God as we do that. And hopefully humbly and full of winsomeness and life. I think it really will change things here in this area for better.
0: Oh, I think much more than we would, yes. we would dare to hope or dream, I think is how God's word says that. So maybe you're listening to this and you think that sounds great. But the idea of random phone call in the afternoon sounds like pretty much the worst, like that is not something I, I would much rather be a part of a regular commitment, maybe, maybe even saying I'm not afraid of high level commitment, but it would be really helpful if I could schedule that I've got kids, I've got work, I have whatever that is, it'd be really helpful if I could schedule what that service looks like, be able to count on a certain time and we have options for you as well. Two of my very favorites. In fact, Um, these will, this will not likely be the first time that you have heard of either of these, because we plug these two opportunities, uh, every chance we get, because they're pretty phenomenal. The first one is welcomed, which is, um, which is organizing groups of people around foster families, um, foster families, and and sometimes single parents as well. Even if they're not fostering, sometimes, um, that, uh, kids transitioning back in with birth parents or, uh, or new single parents like that are just struggling with trying to figure out the rhythms of their lives, trying to figure out, um, uh, especially if you're a a foster family, you've got all kinds of phone calls and check-ins with, uh, with the county, with judges, with social workers, you have all the stuff going on. And, and what these groups are, are for people who care about the fatherless in, in our, Community, um, but but feel like actually being a foster parent is just not feasible. Either that feels too overwhelming, or you're at a stage of life where that's just not an option right now, or or it's just scary. It's too scary, and that's not a commitment that you're wanting to make. Um, this is the perfect way to be able to engage on on just about any level. So the the team is is broken up into different responsibilities, and there are people who. Uh, who who come alongside those foster families and will be um a a respite home where where the kids the foster kids can come and spend an evening uh an, an overnight to to kind of give that the, the foster parents a little recuperation time and uh and my favorite thing about that is it it models to the foster kids there are other adults who care about you. Right. Not just the ones who have signed up with the state to care about you, but there are these other families that don't have to do this at all that also love you and, and are willing to have you in their home and share a meal. Um, and all the way down to, hey, I don't even want to have any contact with the kids, but I can bake a casserole or I can mow a lawn. Mm-hmm. Th- those things can be a lifeline. It sounds like such a small thing, but... Uh, I can tell you from personal experience when we brought our adoptive daughter home and are trying to adjust to a tiny heart who is terrified and wounded and is trying to figure out how to now exist in this new family. There are days where we were just completely at the end of ourselves and the doorbell rings and someone just says, here, hands me a casserole, says, I love you. And then runs away. And like, we would just weep. Like we'd be so Mm -hmm. grateful for this gift of chicken broccoli casserole that felt like it was literally handed to us by Jesus himself in that (laughs) moment. It was just so, so good. Or to look out the window and and see, oh my goodness, my lawn has been mowed. Like that's one less thing that I have to worry about. I can just focus my time on on loving this little heart. So it is it is such a good organization. Um and and if that's something that you would be interested in being a part of on any level, um please email us and i'll get you in contact with uh with our volunteers that are that are organizing that and then the other option that that we would love to share is casa which are the court appointed special advocates um that is uh a for for kids who are in the system who are going through court cases um so often for those kids they don't have anyone who feels like they're on their side right because the court doesn't feel safe really because it's the court mom and dad often are fighting with one another or, um, they're in the system because one parent or both parents oftentimes are incarcerated. Uh, and, and so with all of that, CASA are just provide a, a consistent adult relationship for these kids. So it's someone who's willing to say like, I'll meet with you for an hour once a week and just check in and just make sure, you know, there's an adult who cares about you. Um, because in, Many have experienced in divorce cases, oftentimes the kids are so peripheral, right? It's just trying to figure out between mom and dad what's going on and who's looking out for the kids in those situations. Um, Or mom or dad just isn't capable because they're trying to deal with an incarcerated spouse and trying to figure out working all that out. They've got, um, uh, you know, counselors in the county after them, hounding them for, to, parent better and it's just it's so messy and they just need help they need support and the kids need someone to uh, need to know that there's someone who is advocating for them um, it is such a great program if if you sign up to be a part of that uh, you'll be working with a really incredible team um, it's a group of ladies who who oversee that who cooperate with the county um, and, and the court system here and are just phenomenal so you will be well trained you will be very well supported Uh, we, our church has, by God's grace, uh, has a phenomenal reputation with this organization. So, uh, you're already off to a good start. If you just show up and say, I'm from faith church, um, because we have sent a lot of volunteers their way and they have been so grateful. Um, we've, we've been represented well by all the volunteers who have participated in that. So, um, it is, it's such an easy, it's an easy in. Uh, and both with welcomed and Casa, there's, there's a lot of, uh, excellent free training that comes along with that. So you aren't, we're aren't just throwing you into the situation and saying, give it your best shot. You're, you're being well-trained, well-supported, and, and you've got a team around you. That's helping you do this. Well,
1: that's a really important point because I think some people could hear about both of those things sound actually amazing to me, the needs that they're meeting and the people that are being served. They're both extraordinary organizations. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so but I could imagine people saying, "Yeah, but what would I do?"
0: Right. Or how
1: does that work? Right. It can feel very overwhelming. Yeah. And so, my encouragement would be: don't let the what ifs or what could be's or what if this stop you. If you feel a tug, a desire, I would encourage you to reach out, uh, reach out to us, and and just get more information because those are needs for some of the most vulnerable in our area. And I love Robbie, how you distinguish those from I'm in acts because they are regular and you can make them regular. Like you could right. mow the lawn for this family every week and this state or whatever. And those could be regular acts of service that we do in this area. That's great.
0: So really what we've, what we've laid out here, Jeff is there is no excuse for us to not be engaged <laughs> in loving people. That's the, that's the slightly heavy handed way of saying, um, we there we've removed all the outs the more gracious way of saying that is uh we have opportunities and we want to help you we want to help our faith family engage in loving the community that god has placed us in Uh, we are here to serve you in that way and and want to uh, be a support to you in that so um all of these making these opportunities available is is just uh, are one of the ways that we hope to serve you in, in helping uh, remove the obstacles as much as we can to just get you in front of those kids in front of those families in front of your neighbors in front of those people who uh, that God has has already prepared in advance for you to to love and serve them it's amazing
1: I'm excited to see what God's gonna do even from me this too. me too Jeff
0: goodness well thank you for listening, we love you, church family. We uh, it is our honor and our privilege to serve you. We hope that you uh, are blessed and encouraged by these podcasts. Um, if you are, let us know. Uh, if you aren't, let us know as well. If you find these discouraging and unhelpful, um, please politely let us know so that we can improve them and and make them something that you would you would find helpful and encouraging. That is our goal. Uh, and uh, and please don't hesitate to send questions um, because this is this is the place that is easiest for us to handle those uh, either theological questions or methodological questions like how how we operate or why we operate as a church um, or questions about the sermon make sure to email those uh, to us and and we would love to to be able to answer those to our best ability
1: here on the podcast
0: any parting words jeff
1: Well, I hope everyone else is having a novel day as well in a very positive way. (laughs) And uh, we look forward to seeing you again on Sunday if you are comfortable coming in person and can do that. Otherwise, we will also have worship through YouTube uh, as we normally do. And I want to remind you, there is a call-in option. So if you know of someone who doesn't have access to the internet and you'd like for them to be able to hear the service on their phone, you can let us know and we'll give you those directions as well.